Today is the 20th day of November. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is great to be here with you today as we greet a brand new shiny sparkly week. And uh, I mean, this is Thanksgiving week here in the United States. Typically travel, typically new not new people, but like family that maybe we don't get to see all the time. And then by the time the week is over, it's Black Friday. And all of a sudden we are in the thick of the Christmas season. And so here we are. This is the week. And as we've talked about before, things get more and more busy. Things speed up. This is a very different time of year than any other time of year. And it kind of, this it changes and it doesn't really let up until we're kind of in that week before the new year, like between Christmas and New Year's. And then we launch into a brand new year. So let's remember we started this journey and we will finish this journey and we will finish this journey strong and well. And if there is a time to stay rooted in the scriptures, it is this time of the year as we push toward the end of the year. And that's not to say that every day isn't a day to stay rooted in the scriptures. If we've traveled this far, then we know that the Bible makes a profound difference in many of our days and is there to speak truth when we need it. But we definitely need it at this time of the year. Because all of our rhythms start to shift a little bit. And our interactions are with maybe people that are, like I said, family or friends or just different people that we're not used to associating with all during the year that uh, become part of the Christmas season. We start to feel the goodwill toward men and we, we start paying attention to each other in different ways. So let's just invite God into all of that uh, as we continue forward and allow his word to continue to speak into our lives. And so let's dive in. We will read from the Christian Standard Bible this week. And we are moving back out into the book of Ezekiel. And we'll actually be uh, finishing Ezekiel by the end of this week. We are in the letter to James in the New Testament, and we'll be moving into new territory in the New Testament this week as well. So let's dive in. Ezekiel chapter 40, verse 28, through 41, verse 26. Then he brought me to the inner court through the south gate. When he measured the south gate, it had the same measurements as the others. Its recesses, jams, and portico had the same measurements as the others. Both it and its portico had windows all around. It was 87 and a half feet long and 43 and three quarter feet wide. There were porticos all around, 43 and three quarter feet long and eight and three quarter feet wide. Its portico faced the outer court and its jams were decorated with palm trees. Its stairway had eight steps. Then he brought me to the inner court on the east side. When he measured the gate, it had the same measurements as the others. Its recesses, jams, and portico 
had the same measurements as the others. Both it and its portico had windows all around. It was 87 and a half feet long and 43 and three quarter feet wide. Its portico faced the outer courts and its jams were decorated with palm trees on each side. Its stairway had eight steps. Then he brought me to the north gate. When he measured it, it had the same measurements as the others, as did its recesses, jams, and portico. It also had windows all around. It was 87 and a half feet long and 43 and three quarter feet wide. Its portico faced the outer court and its jams were decorated with palm trees on each side. Its stairway had eight steps. There was a chamber whose door opened into the gate's portico. The burnt offering was to be washed there. Inside the gate's portico, there were two tables on each side on which to slaughter the burnt offering, sin offering, and guilt offering. Outside, as one approaches the entrance of the north gate, there were two tables on one side and two more tables on the other side of the gate's portico. So there were four tables inside the gate and four outside. Eight tables in all on which the slaughtering was to be done. There were also four tables of cut stone for the burnt offering, each 31 and a half inches long, 31 and a half inches wide, and 21 inches high. The utensils used to slaughter the burnt offerings and the other sacrifices were placed on them. There were three-inch hooks fastened all around the inside of the room, and the flesh of the offering was to be laid on the tables. Outside the inner gate, within the inner court, there were chambers for singers, one beside the north gate facing south, and another beside the south gate facing north. And the man said to me, This chamber that faces south is for the priests who keep charge of the temple. The chamber that faces north is for the priests who keep charge of the altar. These are the sons of Zadok, the ones from the sons of Levi who may approach the Lord to serve him. Next, he measured the court. It was square, 175 feet long and 175 feet wide. The altar was in front of the temple. Then he brought me to the portico of the temple and measured the jams of the portico. They were eight and three quarter feet thick on each side. The width of the gate was 24 and a half feet, and the side walls of the gate were five and a quarter feet wide on each side. The portico was 35 feet across and 21 feet deep, and 10 steps led up to it. There were pillars by the jams, one on each side. Next, he brought me into the great hall and measured the jams. On each side, the width of the jam was ten and a half feet. The width of the entrance was seventeen and a half feet, and the side walls of the entrance were eight and three quarter feet wide on each side. He also measured the length of the great hall, seventy feet, and the width, thirty-five feet. He went inside the next room and measured the jams at the entrance. They were three and a half feet wide. The entrance was ten and a half feet wide, and the width of the entrance's side walls on each side was twelve and a quarter feet. 
He then measured the length of the room adjacent to the great hall, 35 feet, and the width, 35 feet. And he said to me, This is the most holy place. Then he measured the wall of the temple. It was ten and a half feet thick. The width of the side rooms all around the temple was seven feet. The side rooms were arranged one above another in three stories of thirty rooms each. There were ledges on the wall of the temple all around to serve as supports for the side rooms, so that the supports would not be in the temple wall itself. The side rooms surrounding the temple widened at each successive story, for the structure surrounding the temple went up by stages. This was the reason for the temple's broadness as it rose. And so one would go up from the lowest story to the highest by means of the middle one. I saw that the temple had a raised platform surrounding it. This foundation for the side rooms was ten and a half feet high. The thickness of the outer wall of the side rooms was eight and three-quarter feet. The free space between the side rooms of the temple and the outer chambers was 35 feet wide all around the temple. The side rooms opened into the free space, one entrance toward the north and another to the south. The area of free space was eight and three-quarter feet wide all around. Now the building that faced the temple yard toward the west was 122 and a half feet wide. The wall of the building was eight and three-quarter feet thick on all sides, and the building's length was 157 and a half feet. Then the man measured the temple. It was 175 feet long. In addition, the temple yard and the building, including its walls, were 175 feet long. The width of the front of the temple, along with the temple yard to the east, was 175 feet. Next... He measured the length of the building facing the temple yard to the west with its galleries on each side. It was 175 feet. The interior of the great hall and the porticos of the court, the thresholds, the beveled windows, and the balconies all around with their three levels opposite the threshold were overlaid with wood on all sides. They were paneled from the ground to the windows, but the windows were covered, reaching to the top of the entrance and as far as the inner temple on the outside. On every wall all around, on the inside and outside, was a pattern carved with cherubim and palm trees. There was a palm tree between each pair of cherubim. Each cherub had two faces. A human face turned toward the palm tree on one side, and a lion's face turned toward it on the other. They were carved throughout the temple on all sides. Cherubim and palm trees were carved from the ground to the top of the entrance and on the wall of the great hall. The doorposts of the great hall were square, and the front of the sanctuary had the same appearance. The altar was made of wood, five and a quarter feet high and three and a half feet long. It had corners and its length and sides were of wood. The man told me, this is the table that stands before the Lord. The great hall and the sanctuary each had a double door 
and each of the doors had two swinging panels. There were two panels for one door and two for the other. Cherubim and palm trees were carved on the doors of the great hall like those carved on the walls. There was a wooden canopy outside in front of the portico. There were beveled windows and palm trees on both sides. On the side walls of the portico, the side rooms of the temple, and the canopies. James 4 What is the source of wars and fights among you? Don't they come from your passions that wage war within you? You desire and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and wage war. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and don't receive because you ask with wrong motives, so that you may spend it on your pleasures. You adulterous people. Don't you know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? So, whoever wants to be the friend of the world becomes the enemy of God. Or do you think it's without reason that the scripture says, The spirit he made to dwell in us envies intensely. But he gives greater grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be miserable and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. Don't criticize one another, brothers and sisters. Anyone who defames or judges a fellow believer defames and judges the law. If you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver and judge who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will travel to such and such a city and spend a year there and do business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring, what your life will be. For you are like vapor that appears for a little while, then vanishes. Instead, you should say, If the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So it is sin to know the good and yet not do it. Psalm 118, 19 through 29. Open the gates of righteousness for me. I will enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the Lord's gate, 
the righteous will enter through it. I will give thanks to you because you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This came from the Lord. It is wondrous in our sight. This is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, save us. Lord, please grant us success. He who comes in the name of the Lord is blessed. From the house of the Lord we bless you. The Lord is God and has given us light. Bind the festival sacrifice with cords to the horns of the altar. You are my God and I will give you thanks. You are my God. I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Proverbs 28, 3-5 A destitute leader who oppresses the poor is like a driving rain that leaves no food. Those who reject the law praise the wicked, but those who keep the law pit themselves against them. The evil do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord understand everything. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this brand new week. And we invite your Holy Spirit into all the festivities of a week like this and the transition into the holiday season. And here we go once again. And it's a beautiful, beautiful time of year, the most wonderful time of the year. And yet it can get very, very discompopulated very, very quickly. And we can find ourselves kind of all over the map emotionally and just feel like we're kind of getting pulled in a lot of different directions. And so we want to ask for your peace and your truth to hover and permeate this season. We learn from the book of James today that we don't have because we don't ask. And then when we do ask, it's, it's with selfish motivations. It's with the wrong motive so that it can kind of enhance our own pleasure. But we're not asking for that purpose. We're asking because we need you. We won't navigate this well. This, this holiday season or any of the rest of our lives, we won't navigate well on our own. We have already very well proven that to ourselves. And you know very well that we are not capable on our own of navigating much of anything. And what we want to navigate is your will and your ways and revealing the revealing of your kingdom in this world the good news that all are welcome and as we are learning very clearly from the book of James we can say those words all we want but if if that's not how we live if that's not what our lives look like then then there is no authority behind our words we need you we humble ourselves before you. We 
submit ourselves to you and resist the evil one. This is what James is telling us to do. We need your help with both of these things. Even our own submission requires our attentiveness and our alertness. And this season that we're in can pull us in all kinds of directions so that we're not paying attention until there's a crisis. Help us. We submit ourselves to you. You will help us to navigate appropriately. Come Holy Spirit into this season, into this week, we pray in the precious, powerful, mighty, beautiful name of Jesus. Amen. Hello. Good morning. I'm a listener in Washington, and I've been listening for probably 10 to 12 years. I would love to have prayer for my husband, who has for about 10 years struggled with addiction, and the latest is that he ran away to Las Vegas, and he's staying in our condo, and he is on drugs, and they are convincing him to take his life. And I, he's a Christian, and he, he says he's waiting for the Lord to talk to him. And I know that there's so many people that will pray for him, and everything inside of me wants to go and get him and run to him, but I feel the Lord telling me to wait, like in Hosea. And then I, I just pray that he gets healed f- from the drugs and that he gets on a program that a doctor can oversee him and start there. And I just pray that he is healed from this drug addiction forever, for his whole life. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And I listen to your prayers every single day and I love them. And I'd, I'd like to pray for somebody, her name was Taylor. It was just very sad and I wrote it down. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I love you. Good morning, my DAB family. This is Judy from Georgia. To Laura Lee, who spun out on I-95, praise the Lord. You and no one else was harmed in this incident. Although you were shaken up, all praise and glory to the Lord for your safety. Prayers to Susie from Colorado in her mission to assist others in need in Haiti, that they will be protected as they bring provisions to the ones in need. May God shield all of you in this mission so that those in need will be provided for and protected. To the woman feeling sad, I pray for you, my dear sister. May the Lord comfort you and bring you out of this feeling of sadness. Please, Lord, give all of us your strength, guidance, and wisdom, and keep our faith strong as we go through our earthly life and help us see, hear, and know all that you need us to see, hear, and know. Keep us on the narrow path that leads us to you. Have a great God-blessed day, my DAB family. I pray for and love you all. 
Bye. Good morning, my DAB family. Today is November 16th. Um, I'm calling regarding all of the calls um, at the end of today's um, broadcast. Um, the young lady who called in, who said she was tired of being sad. Oh, my God, sister, I am praying for you. Um, I know so many people who battle with depression and don't know where to go. Please know that there's a whole family here praying for you. Susie from Colorado. That entire story just broke my heart. Um, the reality of the gangs or just knowing that there are people that are starving and hungry. And as you said, just 90 minutes away, you know, there's a whole a part of Florida, Miami, that's just thriving. The world seems so unbalanced at times, but please know that I and along with the whole DAB family are praying for you and your safety of your staff and that these children are getting this food and the help that they need and that the UN would actually do something about these gangs. Um, Lori um, from Boynton Beach, uh, what a praise report. Thank God that you are here. And what a powerful statement that you made when you said, I'm ready to meet Jesus. You know, that's a question that we all can ask ourselves on a daily basis. Are we ready to see the Lord? But I'm so glad that you're here to give that testimony. And my brother, Sean Rogers, you know, in the Bible, people that walked with Jesus didn't know Jesus. You know who knew Jesus? The devil, the demons knew Jesus. And you have to understand that the word is in you. You are reciting the word. You are a powerhouse, my brother. And because of the God that lives in you, the enemy's going to always try you. Please know that I am praying for you and I'm praying that your mission is so great because the world needs you. The world needs people who are not perfect. And because of that, God is using you. And I need you to know that. I love you, brother. Stay in there. We're praying. Hey everybody, it's Tony the Narrator here. Um, Father God, Lord, uh, we pray for everybody who's working in Port-au-Prince, um, in Haiti. Lord, we, we pray that the food will be able to get through. We pray for your miraculous protection. Be a shield to all of the people doing the work over there. Um, but Lord, also, I want to pray for the hearts of people in this world. We're a people who are already bored of looking at Ukraine and we're sick of hearing about Zelensky and Vladimir Putin's the evil one that we can all hate and nobody has a heart left for suffering and for the pain and for the struggle that goes through. So Lord, I pray that you will soften the hearts of everyone so that stories like the, the deaths and the pain that's, going, that's happening due to gangs in Haiti can actually get recognition, can be seen and understood. Uh, but Lord, we live in a world that seems to be governed by misdirection. Um, and so Lord, we just pray that your sanity will come upon this world and soon. Because we can't do this, Lord. It's, it's coming to a close and we need you back soon. It's in Jesus' precious name we pray and we praise you. Amen.